Welcome back, everybody. Hey, oh, you beat me to it. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Well played. Well played. You want to start the episode? No, I want you to start the episode. I was just saying hi. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to uh, Chantel and I um, discussing the the work of practical light work. Yes, the work, and in particular, leading the work of light work. That's right. That's right. Yes. I was going to set this up today with um, leadership uh, to me is really important. I think as light workers, um, it's often it's often easy to get identified with the practice of your work and not think of yourself as a leader. I think that's I think that's a human thing, not a light worker thing. I think it's very common to not think of Ab- yourself as a leader. Absolutely, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I think we have. Well, did, yeah, you sound like you have a thought on that, a story on that. No. <laughs> Well, it is true. It is true. There's, there's, uh, I, but I think in particular with light workers, because they get so over identified with the actual modality of their work and not seeing the bigger picture of what it would be like if they stood up and led because they've been in the background as wallflowers their whole life. And I think that culturally, uh, there's a, an assumption or a connotation of what we think leadership is or means. And we, and I think a lot, I think it's distasteful to a lot of us who are in the the light work of things, you know, like if we think leadership is manipulation or we think leadership is bravado and being some big personality, or if we think, you know, there's like certain ways that you might assume that leadership is, and and we don't mean that. Like leadership is not that. Leadership is simply it can be going very soft, right? It, could it be. doesn't have to be like Tony Robbins, though but, he's pretty cool. Yeah, it he's could cool. be somebody who's more introverted and and soft, but that does not mean I, yeah that I they think, can't lead. You, what and, do you think, Chris? <laughs> I I and I think I think uh, Gandhi was an example of that. I think Mother yes. Teresa was an example of that. Now they they had really big followings, so I'm not you know it doesn't need to be that. You could be um, somebody who, uh, at some level is not, doesn't have a big following, but, but leading to me is about showing up and going first at some level. You're like, look, there's something that needs to be done here. And I'm willing to be the one who steps in to do some of that. Yeah. It's, it's that walk, uh, being willing to walk alone, which so many people are scared of. I think that's what you said. Like, that's why they start focusing in on their modality or their practice because at some point you have to be willing to step out and walk alone. And yet eventually you will have people following. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The way I always talk about leadership is leading a conversation. I think one of the easiest ways to lead is to what was what I call lead a conversation. Like life has taught you something as a light worker, you have a perspective. And if you could, put that on loudspeaker, if you could share that with others. So this gets you outside of your practice, right? Like one-on-one work or whatever workshop you're like you leading a conversation is you being visible enough for the public, for people in public. So for me, Facebook is where I would do that. You could do it on YouTube. You could do it. You could do it in a book. You could do wherever, but, but you Inviting people into the inquiry, invite people into what you see is, is inviting them to change their paradigm. Yeah. And I mean, really in the end, isn't that what light workers are here to do? Isn't that what we're doing? Like shed light on some situation and how you see it. Right. 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 It's almost as if, I mean, this, what just popped up for me was it's almost as if 
our light work is our message and the practice is an expression of that message. You know, like say what you want to say, but if you're a Reiki master, the the practice of Reiki is an expression of the bigger conversation that you believe about energy and what energy does to heal the body or heal cultures, heal generations, you know? Yeah, I do. And you know, I just, I'm thinking what happens if light workers continually just keep that to themselves. They don't go out and share it. They have all this knowledge and, and often light workers know things that most people don't know or see things that many don't see, or they see it in a different way. And Mm -hmm. why not share that? Yeah. Why not? If nothing else, you're showing other people who can see that, that it's okay. It's okay to think and, and feel the way that you think and feel. Yeah. If nothing else. Right. Well, we could go back a couple episodes to when we talked about um, the, uh, I can't remember the word we used. What was that word? Where the, the oppression, oppression wasn't the word. It was the, um, that was a long time ago. You remember, do you remember what it was? Persecution. The persecution. persecution. Talking about persecution. Oh, yes. like that if you, you know, either in this lifetime or a past lifetime, if there was any sort of persecution for you where you were public, you know, I, I think this is where another part of the, the hang up on leadership is like, hey, I'm willing to do my work for those who, who will receive it, but I'm not going to go out there and become a martyr for my work and pub- be public enough to be, you know, uh, crucified for it. Like, and I get that. I, I, I think. Yeah. And, it can be really scary and you have be scary. to be willing to like, can you look at Brene Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Well, You're I, fired I, up. I, Go for it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> always. I think, but I think there is a, we, so I'm thinking of spiral dynamics right now, which is the study of the consciousness of uh, the evolution of consciousness. Right. And if you think about, um, I think where we've evolved to consciously, we're now at a spot where more narratives are welcome at the table than the few narratives we kind of grew up with. You know, like there are a lot of different um, ways you can be, and that is culturally acceptable now. So you being, you know, out on the edges as a light worker, you being somebody who has spiritual perspectives that have not been welcomed in the past is now okay to share some of those things. Like, and we have people doing it more and more in social forums like Facebook or YouTube, like you, and, and as you begin, there are certain ways you can share. So not only is it more culturally acceptable, but there are ways you can share that are palatable versus not palatable. Like if you're going to pick a fight with the establishment, then then maybe that's going to be a problem, you know? Yeah. Well, and some might want to do that, but it doesn't mean you have to. You don't have to share that way. And in fact, the way no. that I've shared, and the way I see you sharing it, when you share in a way that doesn't pick a fight, but shares simply from a place of wisdom, those who have ears to hear it will begin to f- follow along and, and interact with you that way. And and now I'm you actually feel seen. Light. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you feel seen. Yes. I cut you off, Chris. No, no. I was, I was Don't do that. <laughs> yeah no it i I agree it makes them feel seen and it also builds that muscle around leading Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then you start seeing yourself mm-hmm. more as a leader. Cause maybe you've never seen yourself like that before as a light worker, you've never seen yeah. yourself as a leader. Like I know when I first started taking your program years ago and you encouraged, you know, the, the video videos, which felt right to me, that's what was resonating for me. I started looking back at all the ways I did actually lead in life where I didn't follow the group. And I just said, no, I'm standing my ground here and I'm doing this. And I think that there's so many different ways of leading, like you said, at the top of the, the podcast is, is that there's so many ways you can lead. And when you start seeing yourself as a leader, as a light worker, imagine the change, like, just imagine you have no idea, like have no idea how this is going to help somebody. Yeah. Just sharing your message and what right. you see and how you view the world. Yeah. It's huge. Like the yeah. impact, the impact that you can make. And I think a lot of light workers want to make that in- impact in yeah. their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rather than one person at a time, you're, mm-hmm. you're like really stepping in there. And so what's going to happen? That's what's kind of coming to me is what's going to happen if you never do it. Like, if you never step into that leadership role as a light worker. Yeah. What is going to happen? What do you see about that? Well, what I see is that, you know, there, there's a lot of darkness being shared mm-hmm. and we need to at least equal it, if not get more light workers out there sharing light. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about um, sort of in part of the prompt for this episode was just shifting the energy of the planet. And like, who better to shift the energy of the planet than light workers, you know? Exactly. They're but if you to... look at the, the 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 loudest voices tend to be the polar opposites, like, you know, and, and neither maybe from a healthy place, like that there's, you know, you're all in on one side or go to the opposite polarity and you're all in on the other side. And there's all of these very loud voices on the, uh, which... I, you know, I think sometimes kind of eliminates wisdom because I think wisdom sometimes lives in the middle of things. And I, I think to shift the energy of the planet, there's to your point, there's got to be a balancing of those voices. Like, you know, and I think a lot of us, especially light workers, I think we're emotionally sensitive. We're, we're sensitive souls. Like we're not going to get in a shouting match. So we don't, we don't have our voice represented in the platforms where voices are being shared. But they should be. Yes. And the more people that get out there and start doing it, they will be. Right. 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 And the more of us that are, the more courage is created. You know, like, ah, I'm not doing it alone. And now I see other people doing it. And and now there's this collective rising of vibration and frequencies that are coming from a place of love, of light, of of, um, positive change and impact who better to lead that than light workers you know i, I can't think of anybody better i can't think of anybody better <laughs> i mean you know and if we and if we don't want to be stuck in a maybe to your point also if we don't want to be stuck in a, a a karmic loop of the way things have been and have these generational patterns keep getting passed down of broken systems well something's got to change and to our point earlier about leading, leading is simply willing to go, be willing to go first, be willing to, to say what you see. What do you notice? What does your awareness say? What do you think would make the world different or better? And just start a conversation in a public forum. For Put me, on your soapbox. 
get on your soapbox. Yeah. You know, you, you don't have to be preachy about it. The thing about, I always, um, the, the, when you, but when you just share what life has taught you, then it, it's so much more palatable. People are like, you're like, Hey, here's, let me, here's what I think the world needs. The world needs more love. How do I know that? Well, when I was growing up, this is what happened to me, you know, or this is, you know, I was always an outsider. I didn't have a lot of friends. I, my parents were older than my friend's parents. I lived on a busy street with a bunch of old people too. And so I, I just, I couldn't find my lane. Now I was good in sports, so I could find my, I could hang out there, but I never felt like I had any friends. And I was, I was, a, I was a man, I was a boy, but as a male, I was an emotionally sensitive male you know, like I didn't fit in because I was over there being empathetic with people. And well, that's and even tougher as a man, you know, cause it's not accepted. It wasn't accepted. And so yeah. I, I spent a lot of time, um, figuring out how to fit in. I was a good chameleon. I was really good at knowing how to read a room because that for me was survival. It was social survival, you know, like how do I fit in here? And, um, and over time, I, uh, I just got to a place where um, one, I loved listening to people and asking people questions because I knew that that would feel good to me. So I got really good at giving that to other people mm-hmm. and I, and I didn't ask for it in return, but when I started to get it in return, I, it, it felt amazing. It felt amazing to be seen, to be heard, to be asked questions, to have someone curious about me. And this is what I mean by love. What would the world look like if love were looked like this? If love looked like listening and asking and seeing. Anyway, I'm just giving yeah. you an example of what that what, I love that chair. what that sounds like though. It's a great example, you know, and it and it shows um our listeners it can be that easy. It, it yeah. doesn't mean you're picking a fight. Right. It doesn't mean that you're making anybody else wrong. You're right. you're just sharing right. from your experience. Yeah. Right. And life taught me that. And all I'm doing is sharing what life taught me from my experience. But then I'm also pivoting to the lesson. I'm connecting the dots for people. So it's not just a post about Chris and what, you know, Chris's life, although it was that, but it's about what I think would happen if we did that for each other. What would happen if we asked questions of each other and listened to each other and saw each other? Well, that's what's so powerful about the community, right? You know, any community, but yeah. I think right. the one we're creating is because it yeah. is that safe space where, you know, people who have been used to being chameleons or, you yeah. know, wallflowers and not, and they're being called to leadership or even stepping into leadership, but kind of still like tentatively holding back yeah. to have that space that calls you out and says, yes, yeah. you know, we're here right. for you. We're here to support you in, in yeah. stepping into type of leader you want to be yeah it's amazing because you do feel seen and seen and heard and understood yeah. and in that it it's so powerful yeah yeah um oh, the question that came up for me as you said that was like and and leading what and and that's mm-hmm. where you know the whole thing about your vision comes in like we talked about that in the last episode you're to have a vision all of a sudden gives you something to build something to lead what, what do you lead? Lead the thing you see to lead. You know what, but with, and I, what I noticed is that without a framework for how to think about vision, vision can be a little bit overwhelming. It's a little bit of a slippery be, yeah. conversation. You're like, I don't, I don't know how to form, especially, listen, especially if you're a spiritual, because you know that the Tao of things, the minute, you know, the Tao that can be named is not the Tao. The minute you you try to quantify what your vision is with language it ceases to it doesn't feel like all that you feel 
it feels less than what you feel. It feels it less and than it, what you feel. I mean, if, yeah. Yeah. And it, it almost puts too much pressure around it sometimes. Right. And so, because yes, and uh, that is not, that it's a human thing and also not a light worker thing, but I think, I think as light workers, we feel it more because if you were more feelers, but, but the, uh, but so, so then that just causes us to shrink but back. But I feel from... the pressure sometimes, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And that's, and that pressure causes us to shrink back from yes. articulating a vision or, or, or saying, this is where I want to go. And so with, but without a place you want to go, it's, it's kind of hard to lead. It is. You know what I mean? Like, very hard. what are you it's leading? Like, what where are, you are we leading? going? Right. You want to go this you don't way know. that way, Chris? I don't I know. know. Like, if you don't know. Who do I have to ask? Like, it's your life. It's your, th- it, I, and if you don't say what it is for you, then you're going to constantly try to find where you belong in somebody else's thing. And that is never, that is never going to scratch that itch for you. No, when it just, it, what's coming to me too, is um, when you're in community that are sharing vision, it, it opens up that space for y- you to start developing it as well. Mm-hmm. Like through yeah. the conversations in the, with the right people, the right conversations yeah. and the right people, like we talked about last time, hmm. it, it gives that space instead of feeling it has to shrink back. It gives that space to allow it to grow so that you know exactly where you're going. Yeah. And I mean, you can redirect all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that's like what they said about planes, right? Like if, if you're, in a plane, it's constantly renavigating, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it knows where it's like the, the pilot right. knows where they're going. You just right. have to constantly readjust. And that's mm-hmm. often what our vision is. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, that's what I love about the whole essence prompt of vision. Like in our framework, when we're teaching mm-hmm. vision in our workshops for light workers, the, the essence prompt, when blank happens, the world will change, gives you, um, the essence of, of what you think uh, of what you see is possible for people. Like you say, well, when people learn to love each other, the world will change. Or when people have self-acceptance, the world will change. Or when you could fill that in however life taught you. Yeah. And it could, it could even be animals. Like some light workers want to work with animals. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, When people learn to love animals or when, when animals are respected and feel safe, like there's a lot of ways you can answer that. That doesn't, um, that gives you the S it holds the essence of what you want to the direction you want to head. And you between now and, and then the other part we focus on in the workshop is, well, then what's the container that you would, that you could go to work on and start to play with that would move you in that direction. But you don't have to have it all figured out. That's, that's the beauty of this is it allows the, the dance between the divine and yourself. Like you get to, you get to have free will and say where you want to go, but you also get to dance in partnership with the divine of how things show up and what manifestations exactly. come and yeah. what provisions. Well, and it's like adding yeah. l- l- ingredients along the way from the divine. Like that's totally. what I have found. It's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I really want that in there. I want to make sure that's yeah. part of it. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like when you meditate or go to bed with a question and like, I don't know if you've had this, Chris, like sometimes I'll go to bed with a question and I'll wake up with the answer. And mm. that's often what happens when you're exploring your vision too. It's like, mm. you've opened the doors to mm. the divine coming in and saying, yes, you know, like, remember this yeah. and th- what about this? And you, your, your senses and everything is, is open to what the vision's going to be. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. That just feels really good, though. It does. Exciting. Let's go, Chris. <laughs> and I'm going to go this way. I don't know which way you're going. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're headed in similar directions. Yes. Otherwise, we wouldn't be uh, having these conversations. Yes, the, we are. Yeah. The um, you know how like in, I think it's in the hero's journey conversation, but you can see it in movies like The Matrix, which I love, uh, where ultimately at some level we 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 all want to know that we're the one. You know, we want to know, am I the one that can get it done? You know, it, I'm. Daniel's son with, you know, working out with Mr. Miyagi and like, mm. can I pull this off? Can I do it? Um, I'm Neo. Am I the one the, the Oracle said, I'm not the one. Uh, and then Neo comes to find out that he is the one. Like, I think each of us want to know that we're the one for the, for the thing we say we want to do in the world. And if you keep suppressing that question, am I the one? then you keep finding yourself in the karmic loop of playing someone else's game and not leading the way that your soul is inviting you to lead. We're all, if we're all consciousness, if we're all a soul, expansive soul, all source, all extensions of source energy, then we are all expansive. We all are the one. We all have the possibility to do it. And yet we constantly revoke that birthright. We constantly put that aside and be like, ah, I don't want to play that game. I'm not good at that. I don't want to do it like they do it. And then, do you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I do. And yet your soul is constantly inviting you to answer the question. Are you the one? And to me, what that does is create a lot of tension. And, you know, we talk about, you know, on the, in the mental health world, like depression, Hmm. sometimes depression is like not following your soul's calling. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. You know, so look at the effects of not doing it and, you know, going back to the story of is Miyagi, like, the, is it Miyagi, the the the, the karate kid? Yeah, yeah, everybody, yeah, karate, yeah. Everybody needs somebody to believe in them when they're mm-hmm. doing that, right? And mm-hmm. and because otherwise, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you do falter. Like, can yeah. I do this? Yeah. But I think we all have something calling us forward, or or we right. wouldn't be here. Yeah. And I think we would, if we were honest about it, we would, and we didn't put all the pressure and limiters on it we would say we want to do as much as we could we want to we want to live as big a life as possible on our terms on our terms like see that's what i mean like we say oh big a life well i don't i don't want to live a big life because i don't want to have to respond to everybody's bs or or you see like the i put a condition on it but your soul is expansive and it wants to it wants to be as free as possible whatever that means to you when just thinking about that, Chris, that's the leading part, right? Is following the soul right. and the divine yeah. guidance. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Right. And if you had the courage, I mean, I, the other movie I like is um, Braveheart and uh, Malcolm Wallace, William Wallace's dad says, your heart is free. Have the courage to follow it. <laughs> your heart is free. <laughs> Great the accent, to... Chris. <laughs> no, thank you. Your heart is free. Have the courage to follow it. Like yeah, at some absolutely. level as light workers. Our, if our hearts are free, then we just have to have the courage to follow it. And sometimes that's the, that's the linchpin, isn't it? Like we're not, we, we don't have the courage to follow it. It takes great courage. Yeah. I, I mean, and, I think we both can speak to that. It's, yeah. it's not, it's not an easy road. No. Nope. It takes great courage. Yet what is, what is the price of not doing it? That's what got pulled me for it. It's like, yeah. I, I, 
I can't not do this anymore. Right. And, and how much easier is it to do it when you're doing it with other people who are committed to the same path? Easier. And we've talked about this. It's more fun. More fun. Yeah. There's more energy around it. There's some insulation around it. Yes. You know, you're not so exposed. There's, there's like, and this is what we walk each other home in. Like the whole practical light worker resonance, our community for practical light workers resonance. The community is exactly about that. Like supporting each other, walking each other home in the thing we feel called to do. Yes. Exactly. Let's walk with them, Chris. That's right. So if you're interested in, in, in stepping into more of your vision, your potential, your calling, all, all that stuff, right? Living a big leadership. life. Leadership. Leadership. Yeah, leadership. All that. Yeah. You feel like there's another level for you to do that. A great way to do that is in a community of peers, a, peer, a community of light workers who are peers that are doing that. And you can do that in our resonance community. Yes. Come join us. Yeah. We're, we're, we're good to hang out with. I, I, I think <laughs> if I don't say so myself, I think we're pretty cool. That's right. I think we're pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So, so true. So um, you can learn about that. If you go to practicallightworkers.com, you'll see it on the homepage there. Uh, there's a button to learn more about the resonance community. Um, so, and, and as well as the workshop, you can check out our workshop link for the next upcoming workshop. We have that- a Facebook community. Is that like linked to the website one? I should know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Practical light workers on Facebook is a Facebook yeah. group there. It's a free group. Um, it's really a place just to kind of get to know each other, but it's even better when you start leaning into some of these conversations, but um, yeah. So um, check us out. Come hang out with us. Introduce yourself. We'd like to know. We'd like to know who you are. All right, Chantel. Thanks. We'll see, see you next time. Chris.